0: I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where we talk about what gets us motivated, what do we get up for in the morning, what do we live for, and a few other things in between. (laughs) Now, I've been lucky enough to have music as a part of my life, pretty much my whole life. I started this platform to tell my story in such a way to where it was a little bit more comfortable for me, you know, audio, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just seemed like the most natural place to really tell my story. And in the process, I've had friends and other musicians, you know, come on the show, which has turned it into this really great thing where I could like talk with real live real-world musicians and other creatives. You don't have to just play music and um, get their perspective on how they've dealt with playing for years and years and years and um, just uh, doing the best they can with it. So, back in 1996, I went to a school called Music Tech. Uh, I believe it's called McAnally Smith College of Music now. But, um... It was basically a trade school where I could go for a year and just play my guitar. I could really concentrate on honing my craft. And I thought, man, it would be so great to meet people that were like me, you know, that like we had something in common and all that. And the pretty great thing about it is that, you know, I ended up making lifelong friends there that we're still friends to this day. We might not talk every day. But we check in with each other every once in a while to see how you're doing and all that sort of thing. And little did I know that it would open my eyes to other cultures and other people from other countries. I met a dude from Colombia. Also went to school with a guy from Australia. And there were several uh, guys from um, Sweden. And I just thought that was so cool. These guys are from Europe, you know, like, you know, the old country, you know. I mean, it's so much older than the U.S. And I never met anybody from Europe or anything like that. So I just really found it fascinating to talk to everybody. And so we all end up becoming friends. And, uh, and I was right about feeling like I would meet people that I had a lot in common with. And it was great. It was probably the best year of my life, and it was also great training grounds for getting me ready for my new music career that I was about to embark on. So that brings us to my next guest. My next guest is a incredible keyboard player. He uh, went to school with me at Music Tech, and he's from Sweden. His name is Anders Larson, and I just thought it'd be interesting to hear his story on how he did after he went back to Sweden, after being in America for, you know, at least a year. Um, Some of the guys stayed longer, you know, some of them went back right away. Anders and my other buddy Thomas, which we're going to talk to, too, um, I was the closest with those two, and they went right back to sweden right after school was done so um but needless to say we got this we became very fast friends and we spent a lot of time together playing music talking about theory and doing nerdy musical things you know and um it was just a great great time in my life so I just thought it would be really cool to um, hear their perspective and and how it went for them when they went back to Sweden. And here we go with Anders Larsson, Swedish keyboard player that I went to school with in music tech. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. Hey Anders, it's great to hear from you. I know it's been a long time, hasn't it? What you been up to, man?
1: Hey, Kevin. Long time ago. Uh, oh, I've been kind of busy. There's a lot of things at work. And uh, finally the gigs came back from after the pandemic. So it's a lot to do right now.
0: So you're in Sweden. And I was just wondering how bad did the pandemic affect all the live music over in your part of the world well uh, the
1: music scene uh, totally uh, stopped but uh, the country itself we, we had kind of an open approach to uh, the pandemic but uh, as far as music it was dead for uh, at least two two years to almost two and a half
0: yeah so it completely shut down huh I know it did here in the States. I never in a million years would think that they would cancel music like they did.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's the same here. I think we played like um, maybe two or three gigs, but it was uh, private parties
0: uh, below 50 people. Oh, yeah, for sure. So do you just want to kind of start from the beginning? Uh, Kind of tell everybody uh, how you got your start and... uh, where the musical bug kind of came from and um, we can go from there?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll give it a try. I don't do this very often, so <laughs> you, can just, you can just cut me off and ask me questions if you want. So. Well, so it started uh, kind of early uh, when I was like four or five, I think, maybe five, and... Um, My family is uh, not not a particular musical family, except for my my sister and brother. They sang a lot, and we didn't have any instruments uh, at home. So uh, my first encounter with an instrument was uh, actually the first day at kindergarten. So uh, it was a big old house, and in the center room where we rested after our dinners. They had a piano. Uh, and uh, I went straight up to the piano and said, well, what is this? So I opened it up and I saw some colors on the piece. They had a, a book with uh, songs, with the, you know, to follow the colors, to play songs. Right. Yeah, so, um, well, actually, I think I maybe... I can't remember really. You know, I was only five years old. But I remember uh, I'm I'm kind of born in the forest, so I'm, I don't like being inside too much. But when I found that piano, they had to like chase me out because I was sitting there every day trying to play the songs. And when the when I did all the songs in the book, I just tried to come up with my own melodies and stuff. And uh, I think one of the teachers in there told my dad that, you know, your son, is uh, he doesn't want to go out. He just sits with, by the piano. And finally, my dad bought me an instrument. It was one of those uh, double key uh, organs, you know, with the, the accompaniment, uh, the bossa novas and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I remember. Yeah.
1: That. <laughs> so so that's, uh, that's all I had for uh, like uh, two years, something. And then my, my dad and my mom uh, separated. So um, my mom bought me one of those uh, old organs where you had to pump air into it with your feet.
0: Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've yeah. never played one, but I've heard, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: like... I still have it in my Do you basement, really? So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get rid of it. So, so uh, awesome. And the reason why I, the reason why I don't want to get rid of it is because it's kind of started my career. So, so it's sentimental. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I think I was around uh, nine. I started uh, a music school here in Sweden. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know, do you know anything about the music schools in Sweden?
0: No, I, do I don't remember anything about that. But I do remember you talking about the schooling and how they sent you over. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, so
1: yeah. So we have, uh, it's, uh, it's a music school uh, that uh, you can go to and you only pay like one tenth of the real fee. The rest, yeah. the state provides. So, so that's uh, that's the reason. A lot of people ask uh, me why why the Swedes are so good at music and well, why can we sell so much or uh, have so much bands, and it's because of that. Because a lot of kids have the opportunity to play an instrument.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Because most of the time, people are trying to take music away from the kids. You know. So what do they do? Do they spot kids with the aptitude for it or the kids with the interest in it or a little bit of both for the school? Well, like, uh,
1: like it was uh, before, it was uh, once or twice a year. They, they um, had like a day where you could come to the school and try out all the instruments and see if you were interested in one of them.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: so I went there, but I, I was only only interested in piano, anyway. So, but I but I went there and tried some other stuff. And then I uh, enrolled, and I played for I think it was about maybe six months or eight months or something. And uh, my piano teacher wasn't the best. It was an old. She was actually retired. An old lady who only uh, could only play uh, by reading notes. She couldn't play anything by ear, and. Um... That was, so that was a problem for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So was she like that really old school, rigid, you know, like, yeah. you're going to yep. practice this way for this amount of time and it's not going to be fun yeah. and it's a job and da, da da da. I know that feeling. Yeah,
1: well, actually. So uh, it, was, yeah, it was exactly like that. So, uh, well, she wasn't mean or anything, but she just didn't have the ability to play by ear. She could only read music. So. So that wasn't for me, so I quit there and uh, started practicing at home. And uh, I practiced a lot of a lot for myself. I didn't play in any bands until I was like 13, 14 maybe.
0: Right. So,
1: uh, so I'm, I'm self-taught uh, from the from the start.
0: So were you doing a lot of learning songs by just what you're interested in? Like, did your parents have any kind of input on the type of music you listen to or any kind of pull that way? Or was it just basically, you were on your own?
1: (laughs) No, that's the thing, my my mom, she's uh, actually interested in music. Like listening to music and trying to sing, but she's kind of tone deaf, and my dad is absolutely tone deaf. And he only li- he only listens to uh, Swedish uh, dance band music. It's kind of like uh, it's uh, it's like your country music, Okay. But really really bad.
0: So it's not like <laughs> ABBA or anything, right? Like. No, That's no, no. good, right? It's <laughs> like
1: it's it's, 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 it's a softer country, oh, okay. kind of. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't really have any support there, but I didn't care. I, I just loved to play piano. And of course, after a few years, I upgraded and bought uh, synthesizers, and couple keyboards and stuff. Yeah. And I just learned everything by ear.
0: Right. So, so, how was the first synthesizer you bought? I mean, you probably still have that too, don't you?
1: <laughs> no, I, actually, I sold it to a friend.
0: So, do you ever think about, like, the technology? I mean, that was over 30 years ago, right? So, the technology and the synthesizers oh, yeah. Yeah. from then to now, it's just incredible.
1: <laughs> it's, it's its unbelievable. The sounds are... But actually, there, there are some still some... Uh, some of those old synthesizers that have really cool sounds you know the sounds come back if you're interested again
0: yeah i mean i know for guitar you know we like tube amps we like analog there's certain things that old the old technology is really nice for do you guys have that in this in the keyboard field too like a certain old sound that you really like or are you just kind of you know into the new stuff
1: no, well, actually, no. I'm I'm, I'm so old. I, I I like a lot of sounds for different things. So, but uh, I I remember I, I used to like the analog, because decisive, because you kind of uh, create your own sound from scratch.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the first inkling that you wanted to play in a band. Like, did you have? Any friends that sort of, uh, you know, coached you into it, or was it just like I want to play in a band and I'm going to start meeting people, you know? What what brought you into that whole aspect of the playing when you were a teenager?
1: Oh, that was a hard question. Uh, no, I, I actually, I really don't, don't know. Why. It was kind of, I think, when I met uh, Thomas. Uh, so we went to school. Uh, uh, I think we we met when we were like 12 years, and uh, the the other school I went to, uh, no one was playing anything any instruments at all. And when I came to the school that Thomas went to, he was the only one playing there, and he was playing guitar. And um, so we kind of started the interest started there because Thomas was playing in uh, different
0: bands. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like I had a. A friend who kind of recruited me into his band too you know like we got to do this we got to do that so I just kind of went along with it for a while but I loved it loved every minute of it
1: well because I, I was kind of a loner when it came to music because I like I said I'm I was kind of born in the forest I was uh, I was always outside so so if I, if I wasn't playing music by myself I was outside doing stuff going fishing you know so I, uh, I never really started my own band that early. So.
0: so you and Thomas started your first band together then, and um, did you guys end up getting it far enough to play gigs with?
1: Well, not, not really, because we, we, when we were like maybe 14, there was... Uh, Fundraiser in uh, Toletta, then, then and that, that was actually the first time we put something together. We said, "Like, so you got to do something on stage." So. Right. We didn't have a name or anything. I, I don't remember. I, think, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you guys were into that hard rock, the '80s hair band stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I still, you know, the, still though. I, though I love to play the piano, I, I, I really like the 80s rock music. I almost like maybe the harder music, I think,
0: but it really fits your style, and uh, you were very, very good at it, so it was always fun to watch you play, man
1: so uh, it's not, I've always enjoyed playing in different styles of music as well. So I never like you stuck to a genre. I just wanted to play everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I know it's nice to keep an open mind to it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, if, if the music is good, I don't care what it is.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, we can feel it. So, yeah. feeling it, it's always a good time. Bruce. So, you met Thomas, and you guys were playing in a band, playing music that way. Yeah. Did that last up until both you guys came to the States or
1: no actually not because uh, when we started uh, college uh, we split up again I can't really, really remember what he chose but uh, okay. Uh, I went to go to we actually applied for a music college together both me and him but uh, I had like kind of pressure from my family you know my industrial worker father, was like, what the hell hell are you doing, man? So so, uh, actually, before I uh, heard anything from them, I I took another one, college instead. So I became a body shop worker, like cars, body work, so that's what I did for two years, and Thomas, I I'm not really sure i think he went to the volvo college <laughs> oh okay yeah so uh, and actually uh, in the spring before we left uh, the states thomas just called me up when we hadn't, we hadn't spoken for like half a year or something and he's like hey man you want to go to the states and study music and i'm like yeah sure why not <laughs> It was kind of like, kind of fun oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was nothing but I, I didn't have anything
0: planned so why not? why not right so you guys ended up going to Minnesota yeah and this is where me and you met I met you and Thomas and probably about four or five other guys from Sweden yeah
1: I think we uh, you were were like the first we met from the house right because you yeah. uh, worked
0: uh, didn't you do like some general jobs and stuff yeah I was making pizzas at Pizza Hut at the time <laughs> so uh, so yeah in uh, the school was um, called Music Tech at the time and referred to now as a McAnally School of Music and they had a, a house for musicians to go to and sure. and Anders you were uh, on the bottom floor, and I was in a different apartment on the top floor, and that's sort of how we met. We were just kind of uh, hanging out, having a few beers, and started talking, and hit it off pretty good. Yeah.
1: It was uh, love at first sight, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, well, it, was, uh, it all felt very natural. Like a cool, calm guy. So,
0: No, it was great, too, for like, me, because... I never met anybody or really hung out with anybody from Europe, you know what I mean? And I never in a million years thought that that was going to happen. So I was just, like, over the moon, you know, just <laughs> so <was> curious. Exotic. <laughs> yeah, right, the Swedes, you
1: know? <laughs> The fucking Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good times.
0: So we used to uh, jam a little bit um in the in the basement they had those practice rooms You remember those yeah
1: and those you were you were playing room.
0: with uh, a couple of guys that were very technically good players and um we would all jam every once in a while wouldn't that huh? yeah right sure. and uh, uh it was just a lot of fun man like i you huh? know i mean who who gets to go to school full time and not take an English or a math class and just play uh, music all day, you know? Yeah, it was perfect. I, I really loved the school as well
1: and the teachers. So uh, it was really really fun, and all, all my friends as well. So.
0: so I don't know about you, but like at the end of um, at the end of school, I was actually able to uh, start my music career. That's kind of how I feel like I started, actually seriously, you know. I actually started making a living at it Oh, you did? Right after school? Yeah, like uh, It was About six months in And I had one gig that led to another gig That led to me going on the road For uh, for a couple of years Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, that, that wasn't actually the same For me because I, I, When I went home I had to do something, of course I had to find a job or something but uh it was kind of hard to find one right away when you were you were young so uh and I got some help from uh, the the city of troleton uh and they uh, put me in i don't know what what you call it like a trainee you 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 go with someone who really who has a job and you help them out consistent uh-huh. and, and uh I ended up in a, actually a elementary school is called. called what, what's the age for the elementary school
0: um i think it's like um five to uh 12 or yeah. 11 or 12 well, or something like that yeah it was
1: kind of kind of like that the kids were like 11 12 years old okay so i was there for uh, like half a year and that's actually the first time i got interested in uh, teaching as well because uh, the, the regular music teacher was uh, gone a lot. He was sick. So uh, I had to fill in for him those classes.
0: Wow, that's awesome, dude. So you were actually filling in for a whole class. It wasn't like private lessons or anything. Yeah.
1: So that's how I started my teaching career. <laughs> wow, that is so cool.
0: And oh. how long was that before they started letting you fill in then?
1: Well, uh, I think uh, I was there for like two weeks <laughs> wow that's so cool dude so by the way it was only a couple of classes a week so so uh, and at the same time I started playing some bands uh, like solo band pop band stuff like that and yeah uh, I was there for like a half a year, and then I started working at the famous factory of Saab. Oh, how was yeah. that? That was uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I was I was there for only like a year and two months or something. It's gotta be uh, some hard work, though, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. If it was hard, but it was kind of boring because he did the same thing over and over and over again. Finally, I I just to my boss and I said I I, I can't do this anymore I quit
0: oh yeah and doing that kind of job is just a slow death for us creative types isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah oh
1: awful awful and then I worked with with a few guys that was like their dream job to to go to work and do the same thing every day I was like I was feeling sick in the morning the last few months and I was like i shit man I can't do this
0: oh yeah I feel you with that one so it sounds like you just did what you had to do to get through it and um basically until you couldn't do it anymore huh
1: oh, I, I had to make some money <laughs> that was it and then I uh...
0: it seems with this career that there's a lot of that you know that's like a cycle right Yeah. like instead of people thinking oh well I'm just going to climb up the ladder and it gets better and better it's like well okay sometimes you have to go back to the beginning and get things straightened out that you need and then start again and then go farther and then start again and then yeah. go that's,
1: that's the life of a normal musician so, <laughs> so you, you usually don't get the good jobs right once so. right so uh, I, I quit there and I decided to keep on studying music so I actually moved with uh, uh, another guy to Stockholm uh-huh. and started started studying music there It's kind kind of the same concept uh, the school as music tech but it uh, was no one here is as good
0: Oh really so was it uh, a little stiffer or like would how how would you say it was nowhere near as good yeah, yeah yeah it was
1: a lot stiffer because the teachers at music tech really cared about what you wanted to learn and uh, your progression and stuff and the teachers here in sweden they it was just an extra extra job for them so we're musicians themselves oh i got you It was, uh, but, but it was good uh, you know uh, it was up to myself to practice so I, I had some good help from there yeah.
0: yeah and you know one of the things I love about talking to us musicians who've been just grinding it out year after year after year you know you know how we find our inspiration and in, in to be able to chase what we love even you know what I mean like even when things get tough
1: yeah, yeah. But it it all came like natural to me, like I said, I, I just i I couldn't live without music, so that wasn't like really a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely picks you. So, yeah, so how long outside of music tech were you at this point, and uh, where was your next step after um all of that? And maybe
1: it was like now three, three or four years, maybe. I think, yeah, I think it's like three, three and a half, maybe. And I went there and studied, so uh, after that I, well, I played in a couple of bands up there in Stockholm. And after that I went home and uh, I started s- studying uh, regular studies, like, you know, I had to... Uh, because I chose the, the college uh, for body shop on cars. Uh, I, I missed some uh, like math and Swedish and stuff, so I had to go back to school again for like a half a year. Uh, and then, you know, I started a couple of bands again. I started playing more and more. And then um, I think it was, uh, I can't really remember, one day, anyways, an opportunity came to. I'm a substitute music teacher. So I work like 50% at a, at our music school uh, here in Toronto. So I applied and uh, I got it. Nice. And uh, so I worked there for a half year at first. Uh, and then I re- really didn't know if I was going to allowed to continue. So I I was searching for other stuff to do, other bands. And then I got into a touring cover band and uh, played. We toured Sweden and Norway, mostly Norway. And I did that for a long time. But it was kind of hard work because uh, they wanted to keep me at the music school. (laughs) So I had to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday there, and then I went touring uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and got home on Sunday night around maybe eleven, and I had to go up Monday morning at like six seven to go to work. That was tough times.
0: Yeah, it's hard work. You have odd hours and uh, have to get up in the morning. It's and,
1: tough. And actually, I, I did it for like. Five years, I think. And then I realized that I can't do this uh, anymore, you know, the double jobs. And uh, then actually, the music school asked me to uh, come work for them full time. Nice. So I, uh, yeah, so I I was thinking for a while, am I going to do this or is this going to be like boring, like working on SOP and stuff? But uh, I said yes and I haven't regretted it yet yet, so
0: (laughs) that's awesome so how long was the how long have you been doing that teaching gig
1: oh it's actually this month is 20 years wow
0: (laughs) congratulations man that is incredible (laughs) that's a long time yes it is my friend so so did you uh, come up with your own lesson plans then yeah well
1: uh, I took a lot of uh, stuff uh, that I liked from uh, my old teacher, Russell Hoffman. Music tech, so I think he did a really good job and seems to be working, working here in Sweden as well. So. That's awesome. Yeah, so and, and now that I've been doing it for so long, so uh, I had a a break from playing. Uh, I was kind of tired of it because uh, I got sick, it, you know, when I came into bars, I got kept feeling bad. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. So I, I quit playing uh, for like, not quit playing but quit playing bands for five years. I, I was like, uh, I didn't have a set date for it, but I, I wanted to feel, you know, the like, like I wanted to play again. So it took me five years before I started the next band
0: that I'm in. Oh yeah, I can relate to right that too. I know, um, if you've been doing this for any length of time there are just times when you just go through it man and you got to take a break or whatever you know
1: yeah so it, it well it wasn't was probably the best thing to you know work yeah, every day of the week for so many years and you know i don't have any vacation because it's the summertime when i was off from work that was that was like the best you know, time for gigs so then then we instead of me working when I, I was on vacation from my regular work I was playing maybe Tuesday to Sunday or something so I never had, had any days off
0: yeah man it's tough um did you ever do any recording over the years or uh, get into that whole aspect of the musical scene or not?
1: No, not not original stuff, only like the band promotion stuff. So I've, I've been some freelancing, you know, on some recording for other people, but nothing on my own,
0: really. Yeah, same here. I've done a lot of uh, freelance work. I got hired to play a lot, but I never really wrote a whole lot myself, so... Maybe in a few years. Right. <laughs> Well, hey, buddy. It's really great talking to you, man. And I really enjoyed this conversation. So, uh, definitely come back. Of course. Of course. We need you to come back for sure. Of course. And uh, we will talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. Straight from Sweden. Anders Larson, Keyboard, player, and teacher and an awesome friend and I tell you it was so much fun to reconnect and and, uh, we haven't literally physically talked since I think 2019 we talked a little bit on the phone but um, other than that it's just been through correspondence through text and stuff which is always fun too so this was a really really great time and uh, once again I wanted to say thank you guys for listening and checking this out, and I uh, hope you stick around for the next one.